It's Bashomania! Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do when Bashomania runs wild? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. And business just picked up here on the podcast. We're back. Bashmania. Coffee talk. My guy, Chenzo, it's been way too long. How are you? What's up? What's up, everybody? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm pumped to have you. Episode 214 brought to you by your good friends at Attack. They're still with us. Download the Attack app. Level up. Look at all your levels. It's like a trainer in your pocket. I've been saying it for years. If you haven't downloaded the app, I don't know why you haven't yet. Download it to help you level up video game stats, meets real life training. It's ATAC. It's in the Apple App Store, Google Play Store. Go download it. I have a question. I have a question. I got hopefully got an answer. Uh, um, so like it's just my I have a question just like with the attack app, like just in general. Yep. So like obviously they follow attack and everything on social media, but like I'll see like attack app and like I'll say like a high school kid like post something together and it'll be like their like ratings and stuff. And like yep. the high school kid 99 speed and strength i, I just, think like, some I of just, them yeah i just want to know like like that's the that kid's the fastest person on the attack app so he's i'm not gonna get any faster i'm curious about that too because i just saw like if you follow attack on social you can see them talk about or they'll show like different wrestlers different football players what their levels are and sometimes it's like 99 for mentality 99 for agility and so I don't know if there's a cap. We're going to have to talk it's to the like, attack team. Because, like, I, like, like straight up, like, I know Trent Hiley does a lot with attack app, right? Yep. Like, that's just, like, when I think of someone that does stuff with attack app, like, that's one person that pops to my mind. And, like, like Trent's, like, mental will be, like, 85. And some high school football players, like, mental is, like, 90. I think these high school like, kids are lying. Like, like, what do we, like, what do we do? <laughs> Like, there's no way there's some high school football players tougher than Trent Hiley. Maybe, like, maybe they need to implement Trent. some, um, some like validation of manually input stats. Mm-hmm. We got, we got to test some of these levels. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's my only question with when it comes to attack app. But but other than that, very cool stuff. Yeah, and so if you want to know what your level is and see if you can achieve a 99, mm-hmm. download attack yeah. ATAC Apple App Store, Google Play Store, and then share it with us. If you get a 99. Yeah. Share it and yeah. tag us, and we want to know yeah. what you did because we want 99s across the board. I want, I want a 99 also. So like, <laughs> like, no one's letting me get a 99 in speed. Like that's just <laughs> possible. Yeah, like my my peak is 70. So wow, that's that's you know what? Let let's start the show right I'm there. Very, can, I'm very fast. Can we get a Chenzo um a Chenzo update when like I know kind of where you're going, where you're not going. And when you weren't registered mm-hmm. for the Feral, people started asking, like, hey, where's Chenzo? Can we get a Chenzo update? Yeah, so I just thought uh, I'm recovering from a shoulder surgery I had over the summer. So hopefully not too much longer. And any day now, I'll be back uh, full swing. But, you know, just giving it as much time as I need to recover. Um but yeah, that's really yeah, where I'm at right now. I'm just kind of on the cusp of getting back into it full like all the way. So um, I don't want to push it too much. However, kind of chomping at the bit to get going here. I can imagine so, you're excited to get back on the mat. Yeah, so you're this not, is the longest. 
this is the longest I've ever gone without wrestling. So I assume you're not thinking senior nationals. No, because that's um, like what four weeks away. Yeah, I might I might pop in. You know, we'll see how this next week and a half goes. Um, but probably thinking last chance, unfortunately. But if that's what we got to do, that's what we got to do. Hey, if you're not in it until the last chance, that's just going to be fireworks. <laughs> like, I feel bad for anybody yeah. who has to beat you because it's only the last chance qualifier champion who goes to the trials. So yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks for reminding me. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it, by the way, it's, it's all good. I to be to be very clear on the record. I feel bad for everybody else, not you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that because it's just like it's a tough position to be in, no matter no matter yeah. who you are. But whatever I got to do to get the job done is you know is what I got to do to go wrestle for trials. I love yeah, it. It's, it's tough, tough competition, man. These guys are good. So yeah, let's we're gonna dive right into it. We're gonna first talk freestyle. We're gonna talk Bill Farrow a little bit, and then we'll talk college. So I guess we'll dive right into the feral. It was a pretty good field. You know, the, the first couple rounds are kind of like the U.S. Open. You get some people that I don't know how realistic some guys are in thinking they're going to make it to the trials. or first. Oh, well, yeah, you get first round of the Open. You get Mark Hall versus Kenchazi in the first <laughs> round. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to get to that 86 kilos because the fact that that tournament, the you know, so a little context too to set the show up. I've been doing a lot of bash in the brain shows with our guy Willie, and I never know. Like I'll get a, a random text, or he'll get a random text from me, and it's like let's do a show. But half the time he just decides to let it rip at two in the morning, and I wake up and find out he's already done a show. So I'm all good with that. I'm not gonna, you know, anything. He basically did all the results. So if you want that, go listen to Willie and do that show. My only frustration is like, I'll text him, you know, we'll talk takes and stuff and he'll take my take and refute it on air. And I'm like, you can't do that without giving me the chance to talk about it and give some yeah, context. You got to be able to defend yourself a little bit. Yeah. So, but he, he did talk about some of these things, so I'm not going to dive in too much because I don't want there to be too redundant, too much redundancy if you listen to Willie's show. Um, but he did touch on the pin system and how it just doesn't work. I mean, you can't have a guy like Kinchese, who's a 2018 world silver medalist, not be ranked at all. And we'll talk about Mark Hall in a few minutes, but even early on here at 57, you had Luke Lilladal, the one seed. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you had Nico Megalutis, the two, Cooper Flynn, the three, Spencer, the four. The seeds didn't really make sense. I don't really think they matter too much, but you definitely like at, at this weight anyways, but you definitely got to fix it. Cause that pin system is just goofy. Yeah. I don't really even know what that is or, or how that works, but the seating in, in this tournament was definitely interesting. I mean, like, I don't know, like I, I feel like the first criteria for seed and like, you, it's, you can't really gauge this, but like maybe just like use your brain or eyeball to the first criteria. Like, and then we could do whatever system that is after. Because, like, Luke Lilladell is a phenomenal wrestler. And, like, he's he's young and he's, you know, up and coming. And he's going to – I think he's going to be great. Um, but, like, you know, you have guys like Spencer Lee and Nico Megalutis in that way. I don't know. I just – it just, like, literally doesn't make any sense to me to see him above those guys. But, you know, we're, we're talking about just a, you know, regular tournament here. So it doesn't matter a ton. But I get, definitely get what you're saying. And you got to work the kinks out for the tournaments where it's either more important or if the Bill Farrell were, 
were to catch on and you have more international guys, but they don't have a, I, I believe the pin system comes from track wrestling profiles. And if you don't have one there, you basically don't get a pin ranking, which is asinine. Um, but yeah, 57 kilos, Spencer Lee looked pretty good. Um, I think he looked great. So one of the things that Willie said that I didn't get to kind of give my side of it was we were talking about the, the tournament and the weights. And I said that, like, I'm sure number one, Spencer Lee was not happy with a 7-4 win in the finals. And I'm sure Hawkeye fans weren't really either because if you're Spencer, number one, you know that, like, Nico Megalutis, no disrespect to him, but he's a 61-kilo guy coming down. And he's a full-time financial advisor. If you're Spencer Lee and, like, your expectations are a lot higher. So, like, you know, Willie had said, like, oh, if Nico won 7-4, yeah, that would be huge if he knocks off a three-time NCAA champion who just graduated versus Spencer. You want to see that he can really manhandle people to give you that confidence heading into the trials. Oh, this is going to be complete. My taste is so much different. Um, I think he wrestled such a smart match. And hey, that's I, what you're here for. <laughs> you're the wrestler. Yeah. No, I think he wrestled a smart match. I think he wrestled great. Nico, Nico Magalubis is a tough out. Nico he beat is. Seth Gross. Nico beat Seth Gross, you know, the year that Seth was on the team, um, too, and everything. And then Nico ended up getting hurt wrestling him at the trials, and that that wasn't great. But uh, no, Nico, Nico's very good, and he's going to bring it the entire time. I think Spencer did a great job of picking his spots and defending Nico rather than just going out and trying to 10 him and blow his load. I think he wrestled a full match. And that's that's what impressed me the most about Spencer over the weekend was that he was able to wrestle a full six minutes that match against Nico and win pretty decisively, capitalize and get his takedowns when it was time to, and, you know, prevent Nico from getting on a roll. And um, I, that's, that's what impressed me most about Spencer over the weekend, honestly. Yeah, and it makes sense, like, you know, because I was looking back at it, I'm trying to think, like, okay, we're looking at the other side of it. Part of the reason, too, is the last time we saw, aside from, I think, a Rockfin card, the last time we saw Spencer was at the Olympic trial qualifier in 2019. And it was tech over, it was tech, 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 tech over Vito Ruja, and then an 8-2 win over NATO. So we don't typically see or we haven't seen it in a long time, he wrestles a closer match, and it's he's so dominant for so long that if he wrestles a closer match, I feel like you naturally just say, hmm, because Spencer is so good, his expectations are just so high. But you're 100% I right. Like, he wrestled a smart match. Yeah, I think it's great to see him win those close matches too. Because Definitely. Like, like, like we said, you know, over the years, it's just like, if he doesn't dominate you, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. And and he didn't, like, like he, he kind of dominated that match from, you know, just like, a, you know, when he scored in that perspective. To me, it didn't look like the closest wrestling match ever. The score yeah. might have been a little closer. But, like, I still think that's a pretty dominant, decisive victory that if he can keep wrestling that way going through, because, you know, he's, he's wrestling grown men. You know, he's not wrestling college kids anymore. And he's had a lot of success doing that. But, to get further, you know, in, in his field where he's going to be wrestling Gilman's and stuff like that. Like, if he goes out and tries to tend of Gilman, you know, in the first minute or two, you know, that, that might end up point. going well for him. 
So, like, he needs to be able to, you know, wrestle that full six minutes and pick his spots, and I think he did a great job. Yeah, and I think – I assume he's going to go overseas for one of these tournaments in January, February. I know that Henry Delane, um, some people are going to, I think, the Zagreb Open maybe. So, I'm sure if, if you know, if he – I don't know what the tournaments are that, where they're going to prioritize the national team members. So that might be the only thing that kind of dictates the schedule. But yeah, you're right in the sense that too, because he has been so dominant and he he doesn't wrestle a full match that often, we don't see his gas tank that often. And his gas tank looked fine. His gas tank, and Nico's pace is absolutely insane. He's a maniac. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like for him to, you know, wrestle a solid six minutes and shut him down. I think I think that was a great job. Yeah, and uh, Luke Lilladal looked great. Not in the Spencer match where he got 11-0, but the kid's a high schooler. I mean, he went out there. I thought he I thought he looked decent. What'd you think of that of his mm. performance? No, I I, th I think he's great. You know, um, I don't think he's ready for Spencer Lee just yet, and I don't really think many guys are. And that's that's totally fine. I see some dogs in the background with your uh, your camera through the door. But uh, <laughs> like, like, oh, they're like, just yeah, off no, screen. Yeah, <laughs> I think Luke Lilladell, as far as like a high schooler, when it comes to like hand and foot movement, and, like hand fighting and stuff, I think he's, I think he's so good. Like and Daniel DeShazer, like, that was a tough match. He beat DeShazer two one, yeah. who's constantly right there, and he's just yeah. He's beating senior level guys. Aiden Valencia at the next weight high school kid. He's beating senior level guys. The young kids are good, man. The, the future of USA Wrestling is bright. That's for sure. So, yeah, that was 57. Spencer Lee is now qualified for the Olympic trials. Nico Megalutis will head to the Senior Nationals to uh, look to qualify there. Where, what is it, the top four, I believe, at Senior Nationals qualify? I, think it's, I want to say top five, but it might be top four. Let me look right now just to avoid anybody having to comment. Yeah, top five. Top five at Bill, uh, or top five at Senior Nationals, last chance qualifier, NCAA champ, Pan Am Championship champion, and Pan Am Olympic Ooh. qualifier. Which I feel like, I don't know why they brought that in. I'm not sure at what weight that's going to, 57 and 65 are the only weights that need to be qualified. And I don't know how... The guys that can qualify at 65 are Lee, Yanni, Zane. They're already qualified. And the guys who can challenge at 57 are, what, Gilman, Vito, and Zane. So I, I don't know why that's in there. Must be a snare I'm not thinking about. 65. I don't know. You know, Chenzo's residing from Arizona right now. So he's probably got some thoughts and a little insight. We were talking earlier, Caleb Larkin. I predicted Jesse Mendez over DeSanto. And this thing after the – and both went down in the quarters. What what was your thoughts on this weight? And Caleb Larkin had, a, had an amazing tournament. Caleb, Caleb Larkin is really good and really hard to wrestle. Uh, he just – it's just a different feel compared to most people that, that you're going to wrestle. And he, he wrestles very, very hard the whole match also. So, like, you don't you don't get a second to take a break with that guy. Um, but, yeah, I, I figured he was going to be a tough out for whoever he had to wrestle. I think he did a great job. Um, it was a really good field, too. I Obviously, I think the guys that you just mentioned, Mendez and DeSanto, are really good. And 
I thought that a lot of people probably would have had them in the finals as well. Um, but Kalajic taking out the Santo. Kalajic had a really good tournament. He did. Until the final, I would say. Um, and he even came out looking good against Caleb also. But Caleb just – Caleb knows how to wrestle. He knows how to win. Um, a little forward to leg lace was pretty nice there. But, yeah, I just – I think it was a good kind of uh, – good to gauge where Caleb is, like, against these senior-level guys. And just seeing him at practice and, like, watching him wrestle, I, I had a good feeling that he was going to do well. But, but yeah, I'm impressed, though. That Arizona room has a lot of banged-up guys right now, and I know some of the fans are, you know, it, it, it stinks. College athletics is very tough when, like, you get very excited for your team, and then there's injuries or, I mean, you see something that doesn't happen. The Bills, for example. The Bills should be Super Bowl champions this year. They're not going to be only <laughs> yeah, because of be. injuries. You know, it's very <laughs> tough when, when injuries strike we your can, team. We can. I think they should keep Dawson Knox on the sidelines for a little bit longer. But him and Kincaid together is going to be a wonderful combination. Just just Kincaid is, is good. We we like just Kincaid. Oh, you have in your fantasy, don't off. you? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> keep this hey, I'm rooting for Kincaid. We got to keep growing. I'm okay with with Kincaid continuing to get all the receptions. At least let Knox be on the field in a distraction for more balls to go to Kincaid. So yeah, he's still got that that wrist thing. Yeah. So, but yeah, Larkin gave Arizona State fans a lot to be excited about. He's a uh, he's 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 redshirting this year, right? And that's not I don't think that's changing. He's uh he's redshirting. A lot of excitement there. Um, and then DeSanto did beat Lugo in the backside, which that's kind of how you know I was talking to Corby and I, he had thought Lugo over DeSanto because uh, sixty five is more Lugo's weight, and I said, look at. I like DeSanto over Lugo, and sure enough, in the semis in the backside, they wrestle. DeSanto wins a close one, 2-1, and then blows the doors off. Yeah, yeah, Thomas, 13-3. to three. Those, guys, those guys are on the same team at 33 and 49, huh? Yeah. DeSanto and Lugo, yeah. And now they're wrestling at 65 kilos. Crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, Caleb Larkin, I mean, that it's going to be interesting to see it, it, his run at the Farrell kind of reminded me of Andrew O'Leary's a couple of years ago at Senior Nationals. 65 kilos, college guy. You're not watching him too much in the senior level. All of a sudden, he shows up, and you're like, dang. I mean, 65, you know, Nick Lee, Yanni, Zane, you got yeah, some. Yeah, tough Wait. But, hey, you know, you're going to be. You're going to be. Uh, yeah. Joe McCann. Yeah. That's super Gotta respect Joey McKenna's name. Well, to be fair, I was looking real quick at the Olympic trial qualifiers, and he's not on there. And I just read the just three kidding. guys to her. Just kidding. No, <laughs> no more respect on Joey McKenna's name. <laughs> hey, he just did you? I don't know if you saw his match with Yanni overseas. That's, he won I a, was all yeah, he, won a, he won a close one over Yanni at the uh, in the Kazakhstan tournament earlier in the month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joey. Uh, Joey should be at senior nationals. Joey's probably. I'm, I'm I, picking Joey to win senior nationals next month. I just feel like Joey, Yanni, and Nick Lee. You put them in a round robin, you're gonna get a different winner almost every time. And then you throw in Zane coming down back down to 65. Zane back nice. down. And Al- has wins over Nick Lee and McKenna also. Alvarez is a beast. I mean, 
Yeah, he's good, man. He's good. 65 kilos is going to be fun, not only at Olympic trials, but senior nationals next month. That's going to be a, a fun wait to watch. So, yeah, Caleb Larkin. Um, we might have to get him on here soon for a little quick uh, quick interview. See what we can do. Yeah, we got We got it. You, me, and Luke Gardner said we were going to do um, Wrestler of the Week. Oh, who was her? Who was her? We didn't pick one for this week. We didn't, but I'm thinking it's Caleb Larkin. I I picked Caleb Larkin for my wrestler. Of the I week. think he's my wrestler of the week. Do you remember who the last two are? We might as well just officially declare them. Um, our first our first wrestler of the week. Oh man, I don't I don't remember. Let me look. It was it was it. Um, who was who was the who was the high school kid that? That Joey Blaze uh, was it? Joey Blaze? No, it was the kid that beat that beat Blaze. That's we made it the kid that beat. Blaze. That's right. I don't, I don't remember that. We could just talk in circles for for a Hold little on. bit here. Um, the wrestler of the week. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm trying to Wait, look mean, back to the. You mean the JCL beast of the week? Beast the JCL of the week. <laughs> beast of the week. Oh, Ryan Crookham last week. Ryan yep, Crookham yep, takes yep, out Vito yep. Ruja and his teammate Connor uh, McGonagall last week. So that was the week two wrestler of the week, Ryan Crookham. Week one week one was Palmer from Chattanooga. Okay. All right. Wrestler yeah. of the week. It's right. official. Brain JCL. Beast of the week. No, we'll just say that's too that's a mouthful. All right. Wrestler of the week, one, two, and three. There you go. Um yeah. Do college guys, and then we'll just do senior level one. Yeah, I mean it's all around the board. We can pick a high schooler if we want, and we can we can pick whatever. We just do it's, what we want. It's your, it's your show. You can do whatever you want, man. Hey, it's kind of our show. I always like. Yeah. I was just showing somebody your bio though, Dan Twitter. I love it. It's such a little like little pick me up. It's like nothing NCAA champion. This athlete, that athlete, nothing. Just co-host on Bash Mania Coffee Talk. Like that's my guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you see those guys that are like. 50 and they have like national champ in their bio like i laugh so me and my guy don bashara we laugh all the time because our boy eric siebert for the longest time and siebert's the man i love siebert he like what a lot of wrestlers do when they're done competing is they don't get a new email address so eric siebert his email address is like e siebert 150 or whatever but yeah. so many wrestlers do that they just keep their yeah. weight in their email address forever yeah that's your i mean you know we don't have a number so like that's that's all we get yeah hey i i would love yeah. i might just add my weight to the to my email address like yeah, jbash yeah. 215 <laughs> <laughs> just just throw it in there class, just 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 what you weigh like people day. who meet siebert now they don't they don't know the backstory they What's 150? <laughs> oh, shout out Siebert. He's the man. All right. So 74, Chenzo's weight. We were we were talking about this weight, and I had pretty much said Chenzo or Chenzo. Nolf has really kind of separated himself from the pack. You have Dakin Burroughs kind of at the top. And then Nolf has really separated himself from the pack for the most part, except for when he wrestles his teammates, you and Carter. He's wrestled close matches with you guys, and I feel like that crew of the Penn State kids is like you have 
Burroughs and Dake, who've held the spot down collectively for, what, 11, 12 years now. And then you have a small group. And then I feel like it's everybody else. And one kid who did impress me this weekend was Quincy Monday. Because Nolf teched Marinelli in the finals 11-0, teched Kemmer 10-0 in the semis, but had a close um, 7-6 match with Quincy in the quarters. Yeah, Quincy looked great. Um, I think that was an awesome, you know, kind of senior level coming out party for Quincy. And I, th- I think he's right there, you know, with with a lot of the good guys at that weight now, too. Is he, he teched Berger on the backside also. Um so like that's that's a really good quality win, and you know it's it's hard to look at consolation repechage matches at tournaments like that for really any any value. But um, no, his match, I just again eyeball test watching Quincy. He looked really good. He looked really explosive. Um, he was shooting both sides. You know it was hard to grab him, hard to get a hold of him, and Nolf, he gave no fits. You know the whole match. I um I, I think Quincy kind of coming onto the scene. I think he's you know I think he's legit. And I, I think he's good. Um, but back back to Nolf, I I agree with you. I I think he looked great. Um, I think it's it's I think he takes it a little personally when he wrestles Iowa guys. Um, <laughs> but I was but yeah, gonna look know, up his his record against Iowa guys, both in college and freestyle. Like, has has he ever lost to an Iowa guy? Well, he doesn't lose very much. So, well that so, that uh, helps. <laughs> that helps the record. Like, I'm I'm gonna go with no. Um, but yeah, you know, he he looked like himself out there. He looked good. He looked like he was excited to be there. Um, I I do think that, I mean, I guess outside their matches with Nova, I do think Cameron and Marinelli look good also. Though. As a wrestler, I'm curious. Do you? I find myself a lot of times weighting matches in the Olympic year based on what their true weight or non-Olympic weight is. So, like, for example, for Berger, I'm thinking, well, he's a 70-kilo guy, so I don't put yeah. as much emphasis on a result. Or if somebody's coming down from 79, sometimes, too, I'm like, oh, it might be a cut. How much do you factor that in, both when you're competing or just watching it, like factoring in, you know, a guy moving away? Um, It's definitely tough. You know, switching weight classes is, isn't easy, um, and especially if you're wrestling somewhere above or below where you're comfortable that you're used to competing at. But... Um, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't knock a guy like, like Berger though, or anything like that. Cause he's, you know, he's a professional and he's, he's, you know, he can be big enough for the weight. Um, and, and he's a good wrestler. I'm sure like that was his first time up there since 21. So it'll probably take him a little bit to kind of figure the weight out and stuff. Um, so like, I just like, I don't, I don't, you know, take that for, I don't think it holds a lot of value, but it still it still holds some. Well, one one um, he did wrestle at Pan Am's. I don't remember what the competition was, but he did wrestle up at seventy four yeah. at Pan Am's. Right. Um, but he looked good. Yeah he he doesn't look like a guy who there's there's some guys who when they bump up they look small for the weight. Burger doesn't look small. Burger looks. No, he looks great. He he can he can get bigger. You know it's. He's a guy that he'll probably have to work, do some extra work to keep that weight on. But yeah, I mean, he's he's a good wrestler. So like for for Quincy, that's a great win. Yeah, no, Quincy had a great tournament. I'm sure we're gonna see. You know, Nolf's obviously qualifying now for senior nationals, um, and I'm sure we see most of these guys again next month at senior nationals. I don't think anybody who went here is not going to senior nationals. Like if you're going to the Bill Farrell right now, it's to try to qualify for the Olympic trials. 
So if you didn't win, you're a foreigner. Just as, unless you're a foreigner, assume they're going to be at the trials. Um, yeah, it'll be cool. You you're you're gonna I think not only get maybe some of these matches again, but I think you're gonna you're gonna see different um different pairings. We might get a Marinelli or a Skemmer. You don't know. But yeah, Monday. I'd like, see, I'd like to see that too. That that would be a good match to see. So yep. Uh, 86, Mark Hall, and just a world silver medalist. Mark Hall, the two seed, <laughs> wrestles the world silver medalist unseated, drops that one eight five, wins five straight, and beats him on the backside for third. Love to see that. Um, this weight was interesting. Trent Hidley. What a weekend. Trent Hidley, I, I was talking about it before with um with Corby because he predicted he predicted Trent Hidley to win win the thing. Oh, oh I, did he? Yeah, and I said, you know, <laughs> Hidley is what I I think I predicted Hall over Derringer with one of them beating him in the semi. So was wrong again on this weight. He looks good. Hidley has constantly mm. been a top two, top three, top four guy, and sometimes he struggles to get the NCAA win, the whatever. He looked great this weekend. He looked absolutely great. He beat Kinchese in a barn burner, 14-10. He, he was firing all cylinders. Yeah. Um, Trent, Trent's always right there, you know, like you just said, and it's I, I think it was awesome for him to break through, and he got hit a few very good wins. Over the weekend, and now you know, he just uh, gets to kind of focus on the college season, then get ready for the trials whenever it's time. So that's awesome for him. Um, and he just keeps getting better, and it's just like like you know minor improvements, and it's a lot of the same stuff, but he just gets better at it. And <laughs> he's he's awesome to watch too because he's really never out of a match. Yep. Uh, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna keep trying to run through you, and uh, you know, I I think he's pretty awesome. Just he's got a ninety nine speed score. He, no, I don't know what his speed score is. I don't he know should have one. Is, but He's, but uh... his strength, his strength and mental should be up there, up there with the best. But um, no, I've just I've known that dude for a long time, and watching him have success, it's it's pretty cool. I'm actually gonna pull it up and see if I can find his attack his attack app score right now. <laughs> well, he he does so much with attack. I don't know when the last time they scored his. Uh... Okay, so. On his his no way, there's no way his strength is only a 78. That's I call I call bull crap. It's a strong boy right there. That is a Flexib strong boy. I, I flexibility find out 99. Well, that's where you got to get it. You got to get the flexibility up at 99 and agility 99. Yeah. No, but um, just back to Trent as a wrestler, not as an, an attack athlete. <laughs> uh, um, I I think the final I think a finals win over Ringer is awesome for him too because that's just. You know, just another good win over an established guy that's been winning matches forever. Yeah, no, I agree. He just keeps keeps racking him up. He's he's a problem. I I wouldn't want to have to wrestle him. No, and you know one one point that Willie was making is you know there seems to be multiple levels with how deep the USA is right now, and whether or not you think a guy can make a team or not is a different conversation too versus him being a problem and somebody like yeah. Trent taking somebody out who might make the team or like, obviously there's levels and sometimes it's like, 
when you have almost every, I think in every weight at the trials, you're going to have a world or Olympic champion. I think except, no, 65, you'll have Zane. Zane yeah, every, Zane every weight, you'll have a world or Olympic champ. So it's like, yeah, there's different levels to this. But number one, you saw like the Frank Molinaro's, the Jaden Cox, who, you know, were nine seeds at the trials. But two, a guy like Trent can take anybody out at any point in the bracket and cause chaos. Yeah. And that's that's gonna be a fun weight. And they're all they're all gonna be fun weights. They're all loaded. Yeah, speaking of fun, ninety seven kilos, same thing. Like you kinda have Snyder and Cox at the top, but here this weekend, our guy Mike Mock, I mean, that dude just straight brings it. He just straight yeah, brings it. He's so con- he's very consistent and just consistently get, getting better and better and better. Yeah, he he ten oh, ten oh, eleven oh, and then beat Jacob Warner four oh in the finals. Jacob Warner beating Italy's Ben Hannes in the semis four <laughs> four. <laughs> ben, finish finish your leg attacks, dude. Come more more foreigners in the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Ben straight for Italy. Um, that that was an interesting match. I don't know if you watched that one. The Warner Hannes one. Yeah, I caught the end of it. I didn't see yeah. the whole match. Oh, <laughs> uh, the end of it. That was that was really it. That was the whole match. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah, good to see Mock doing this thing, and he gets better every year, and everyone loves him. That's that's my Mike Mock. Dude, he's the best. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hannes did have a good win over Tim Dudley first round, 16-5. That was a uh, hey. Hey. good win for Italy's Ben Hannes. Um, Italian stallion. All right, so then 125 was pretty chalk. You had uh, Nick Wisdowski taken out. I didn't, I didn't watch one match at this weight. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, so it, it was pretty uneventful, um, pretty chalk. Nick Wisdowski qualifies for the trials. No kind of shocker there. Yeah. Beats Christian Lance. Um, Good job, Wiz. So that that was the that was the feral. Um, next major tournament U.S. wise is December seventeenth and eighteenth. Senior Nationals registration should start coming out soon for that. Um, Roman did let me know he's wrestling next weekend. I know Austin Gomez is too. I don't know if Anthony Valencia. A couple of the other guys are. Um, but the Mexican National Grand Prix, I believe, is next weekend. So Roman's going to be wrestling down in 57. I believe that's his first time down in 57. First time making that. Yeah. He'll be fine. I'm I'm so excited to see him wrestle freestyle this year. That's going to be great. He's the best. I love that kid. Um, <laughs> so that's freestyle. Let's do a quick ad read. This episode is also brought to you today by Beat the Streets. Beat the Streets makes a lifelong impact on more than 2,500 New York City boys and girls through their free year-round programs. You can help thousands of underserved New York City youth experience the life-changing power of wrestling with a tax-deductible donation today to Beat the Streets, which has set a $250,000 goal for its year-end campaign. So every donation helps. Make your donation today at btsny.org. That's btsny.org. All right, let's talk some random college thoughts before uh, we talk a little all-star classic. You and I were kind of laughing about it because it's like, I feel like November, you and I are both the same. Like, 
we're invested, but we're also watching college football on Saturday. And we're also watching yeah. Steelers bills on Sunday. So there's a lot of like, there's a lot of high level overview watching what's going on, but it's not like where you're in the trenches, even certainly December, I feel no. like CKLV starts rolling around some stuff like that. But there's a lot of different things to talk about. I've got a couple different points written down. Um, All right. I like that because I have nothing. Yeah, right at the top, um, yeah. we kind of touched on it. ASU is half a team right now. <laughs> yeah, they're they're a little banged up, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> some, some injury complications, um, but no, nothing too serious. One of their guys is going to be out for a little longer. Uh, but they'll have some guys coming back here shortly. And, you know, they – more precautionary stuff than anything at this point in the year, which I think is smart. Um, you know, I definitely would have liked to see some matches, but it's all good and getting rolled by Missouri is never fun. Um, no, that <laughs> yeah, rolled is a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, they, they're just gonna kind of stop there. I mean, Missouri's a good team too. If they yeah, but now I don't no. think I don't think Rocky Elam wrestled. Um, but yeah, ASU's got to get healthy. They got so much talent on that team, but it's tough, man. Injuries, especially early in the year. Um, Gabe Arnold, impressive debut for, for Iowa. That yeah, we've seen a lot of true freshmen come out of the gate excited, and you make big debuts at. I don't care if it's Rec Hall, Carver Hawkeye, those butterflies. We've seen wrestlers succumb to them. He looked awesome. He takes out Travis Whitlake, top 10 guy. Opening match, Carver Hawkeye. I think that says a lot for the future of uh, Gabe at Iowa. Are they are they going to be wrestling him, like starting him this year? They haven't really said. I, I think after you see that, you take, uh, Get excited. take another look at it and be like, man, if he can take yeah. out the number nine guy in the country, why would you not? Especially when I was lineup is kind of taking a beating right now right with the gambling yeah, like boys like, <laughs> like it, that, that's what i'm saying like if they want to sit like you know kind of like gear up save him for next year or just let him go if he's the best guy at the weight if he can do some damage because i don't see why not if he's ready to go unless they're like kind of saving up for next year but i mean he's they, won six matches he's he's looked great and it's not like you have anybody. I think Aiden Riggins is, you know. Yeah. He was a, Aiden Riggins was a pretty good recruit also. Um, but, no, even whenever I'd watch Arnold in high school, like, he just, like, he he has, like, that different pop about him, you know. Mm -hmm. um, if he can figure out college wrestling and keep doing what he's doing, I don't see why not. I think he'll be kind of a threat right away. Maybe not, maybe not you know, a threat to – to the top guy at that weight, but but maybe everyone else. I don't see why. And not. if you can take a top ten guy out right out of the gate, well, you might be a little bit nervous. Yeah. You know, obviously he mm -hmm. wasn't Nelson Brands. Yeah, Nelson Brands. Yeah. It was the starter. This was going to be Nelson Brands' final year, and with all the gambling stuff going on, it looks like Nelson might not be able to wrestle. So I don't think you know. I thought obviously going into the year, Gabe Arnold's probably. I, Based on the personality I've seen, he's probably like, put me in, coach. Let me wrestle. This is your oh, call. Yeah, and no, just, I want to go. I don't know the kid, but i just seen him around and um, just seen him at camp, stuff like that. He definitely seems like that type of guy. He wants he wants all the smoke, and he wants to go right away, which is awesome. And you, you love to see it. I mean, and if he if he is ready, 
and if he's re- and if he's wrestling great, then like, you know that that just makes the Penn State Iowa match more interesting too. And we don't even got to wait for the Penn State Iowa match because I'll tell you what, one of my points for college wrestling discussion, Iowa versus Iowa State next weekend. And this is WrestleStat has it right now. Their prediction based on their systems, whatever, is Iowa 16, Iowa State 15 with Iowa winning the first five and Iowa State winning the second five. And this is, you know, one of those matches that they have going Iowa State's way with MJ Gaten over Aiden Riggins. So, could be interesting where you could see his impact. That match right there, I think I I said it on my on the Crystal Ball show with Willie. I think Iowa State wins this. You have five guys from Iowa that are favored to win, and arguably five guys from Iowa State who who could favor to win. But I think the Iowa State underdogs have a higher probability of pulling upsets, like Swiderski over Voinovich. So it mm-hmm. wouldn't surprise me if already they want to use Gabe Arnold and say one match is likely going to make this duel. Which either side you pick, I think it's going to be a one-match swing. So I think they could probably benefit from his presence right out of the gate. How do you think that uh, that 57 match is going to go? Man, that's a tough one. I think you have to favor Frannick on paper. But Chidham? So is an enigma. But but here's the other thing. Chidham was at one point he first committed to Minnesota, then Iowa. Here was an Iowa commit, and now Iowa State has him on the graphic today for match week. Yeah. So yeah. like there's a there's there's a little bit of like, you know, flipping the commitment to Iowa State, and now here you're in a big duel, big match at Iowa State. I think, I think Chittam 100% can win this match. I think, again, Frannick's no doubt the favorite, but Chittam. Yeah, for sure. But Chittam, I think he could pull this one off. Frannick's very good, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with uh, you know, the upset as I like And to here's do. my prediction. If Chittam wins, I think 1,000% we see Gabe Arnold wrestle. Because then you like basically that. need Gabe to save the duel. If Chittam wins. What day is that? Friday? Sunday at like 2 or 3. Okay. Not ideal timing for, you know. But we got football Thursday, (laughs) Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So Oh, oh yeah. We're we're good. We're good. We we have plenty of that to go around. Yeah. That's an exciting build up. I'm sure sure I'll be tuned in for that one. And it's on ESPN, which is pretty cool. Burroughs is on the call. It's uh, going to be a good duel. Yeah, I'm picking Iowa State to win. Um, Oh, Based on what I said, I, I think the Iowa State underdogs have more potential to pull off an upset. And I think, you know, some of these guys like Feldkamp, Carr, I think they could do some damage, maybe get some majors. Carr, Caliendo is going to be an interesting match. By the Ooh, way, yeah, well. so speaking of Iowa State, Iowa State blanked Wisconsin yesterday, just mm-hmm. shut them out. I will say shout out um, Dean Hamity for going to that and wrestling the number two guy in the country. And then tomorrow he's going to the All-Star Classic. Could have very easily just taken the weekend off gearing up for the All-Star Classic. I do love that he 
that he put it on the line. He showed up. That yeah, was obviously the marquee that's matchup. Hundred percent. Yep. You know, he has nothing. He's nothing to lose by going to wrestle David Carr, except for just the match itself. But like in the grand scheme of things, really nothing to lose. So yeah, I don't blame. And it, it was a, it was a close match. Two zero. Carr wrote him out in the third period uh, to win two zero. Carr Carr wrestles a lot of close matches that are smart like that. Yeah, he's he's a good winner. Um, he's underrated top wrestler for sure. Yeah. Um, so a couple more points here. Um, couple Penn State tidbits. Put the graphic out last week, but it is official. Facundo is redshirting. Messenbrink is in for the year. I think that's going to be interesting. I think that's the best thing for Penn State fans for their looking at their lineup for the next couple of years. Yeah, I mean, they're they're going to be just really hard to beat, right? Like no matter how you look at it, like no, it doesn't really matter what they did that fifty-seven, sixty-five situation with three guys that they have there that are all pretty dang good. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't really think it matters. Well, that sure and that's kind of one of my next questions for you is your thoughts on the one twenty-five situation. You had at the Black Knight Open, Robbie Howard goes down in the semis. Braden Davis, who's redshirting this year, beats the guy who beat Howard. And, you know, mm-hmm. some people are saying, pull Braden's redshirt. Why? Let him. I don't think Penn State gains much. You're already going to win everything. You're The point differential is so high this year. I don't know that it's, like, beneficial to pull a redshirt if it doesn't no. really gain the team anything. I, I agree with that. Um, it's just like a Penn State fan thing. They just want them to beat every team 60 to 0, you know. Um, but, like, I, I don't know. I mean, like, Robbie, I I understand he's having a, a rough start to the season. And, you know, like, you could probably see that coming a little bit just because of all the things he's had to deal with in the past few years, all the injuries. Um, I, I think you give Rob a few more opportunities here, though, right? I think you have to just with his track record, what he's, like, the matches he's won in the past and just everything he's done to – get his body healthy to be where he is right now. I think you got to give him a few more opportunities um, and just see if he can kind of, you know, get back in his groove. Because if, if Ron Howard kind of, you know, gets his, gets himself back together, and it's really hard to come back from injuries like that, but if he can and if he can be effective, he's very good. He's very, very good. He can do a lot of very good wrestling moves, and he's a tough dude. So if he can figure it out, obviously he's not where he wants to be right now, and I feel for the dude. But if, if Robbie can figure a few things out here, they give him a few more chances, and I think he'll be I think he'll be just fine. Um, but if like if not, like you don't necessarily need to pull right. a red shirt either because they don't they don't need you know a stud one twenty five to win a national title. They could win a, a national title without a one twenty five pounder, probably. Mm-hmm. So that's just like if you're you know if you're them, you just got to look at it from that. But I don't know like they. They, they seem to do a great job every year. So Yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. It's just, just always better to have somebody with your experience say the same thing that I say because people actually care about it. They listen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think Penn State's done just a fine job without an effective 125 for the past few years. The other funny thing about a situation like this where you have, like, multiple kids and there's, a, there's like, a pull of – 
who should start, who should register. It is crazy already the number of times it's where is he going to transfer to? When's he going to yeah. the portal? Not just about like a 125-pound situation at Penn State, but anywhere. Like you see with um, like Crookham beats McGonagall, and, and it's yeah. the transfer. It, it's it's yeah. crazy how quick that like instantly, and I get it. I do think it's exaggerated right now how people so are bringing I. it up so quickly. Like, let's calm down. Somebody loses a wrestle-off. They're not out the door the next day. Calm down a little yeah, bit. This, it's, like, they're – like even like the, their college wrestlers, right? They're they're twenty to they're like they're twenty twenty two year old kids, you know. Now like, the COVID be, kids are out. They're twenty to twenty two. Yeah, <laughs> just because they lose a match doesn't mean they want to uproot their whole life. Mm-hmm. Some some of them will, but like no, definitely. And by the way, if it's the right them, move, great, go for it. But yeah. the just the number of comments on posts, like a crookum. McGonagall's situation are comical. Um, all right, speaking of McGonagall, he's actually wrestling the All Star Classic. Let's run through <laughs> this lineup real that's, quick. That's that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we'll, I mean, we'll kind of talk about that because you know we'll give our picks real quick and, and kind of just go through the lineup. But it is funny that already you have so many kind of shakeups and not. I mean, I guess some are big upsets, but you start out of the gate with. Matt Ramos and Anthony Noto, who were number one and number two. And then Ramos obviously takes that loss um, to Joey Blaze. And already it's just funny how the first couple weeks of the season have already started to change things up. Like we'll talk about McGonagall in a minute, but even Ramos Noto, I'm going Noto with this. Section five kid from here in New York, Honeyway Falls. Oh, oh. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going Noto here. I think he gets it done. That, that means I'm picking Ramos. If you're picking, oh, Ramos. I love that. Because <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick Ramos, aka uh, the Spencer Lee Pinner, the Spencer Lee um, Killer, <laughs> the Spencer Lee Killer. No, I, I obviously he has a great win in his repertoire. I think Matt Ramos is good though. Like, he's very good. He's he drops matches like everyone else does. Um, but I'm gonna go with Ramos. He can do some really crafty stuff. I think Big Matt Ramos, I agree with you. I think Matt Ramos is more of a threat later in the season. That's another reason that's, I'm going no, though. I, but I agree with you. Ramos has that fine. big move potential. Um, Don't worry, Ramos. I still stand with you, dog. Yeah. No, Ramos, hey, if you're listening, I think you're going to do great in March. <laughs> All no, right. <laughs> Dude, 125 <laughs> is wide the heck open. Mm-hmm. Wide open. Oh, you know, you know, I, you know I got Richie long yeah, I mean, Richie hopefully gets back on the mat soon. He's one of those guys mm-hmm. that could just, yeah. Richie can scrap. Richie's good. Richie can scrap. That's an understatement. Um, <laughs> all right, so 33, you have guys now who have both already taken losses. You have Sam Latona who took a loss, and you have Connor McGonigal who took a loss. My goodness. Um, I have, haven't watched either of these guys wrestle very much. Like, it's I'm early, dude. It's for... mid-November. No, like just over their career. Oh, okay. Like, well, yeah, yeah. Okay then. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know their game too well. I'm going Latona here, um, just based on Latona principle. Has... I just, well, I... Then, you know, you know what, you know what that means. That's yeah. Me. Yeah. So, so you're gonna go McGonagall. You'll probably go two and zero in here. 
Um, I yeah, I think Latona, um, he lost to Vito and Mendez last year at NCAAs, but I thought otherwise he had, They're both good. And he lost uh, – the Jesse Mendez was a 2-1 to loss in overtime, and the Vito loss was 8-5. Vito, obviously the best guy in the world, went on to win a world championship. I think Latona gets it done here. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with McGonagall just because – of everything you just said. Um, <laughs> no, I just I don't know either either of the guys too too much. Yeah, no, so, that's fair. Um, I'm gonna go with the other one that I just lost to his teammate because yep. you know he he's gonna need to reassert his dominance. It sounds like your hungry dogs run faster is your mantra here. So, so so far it is. All right, well let's see if you stick with it here. Um, number mm-hmm. three, Lachlan McNeil of UNC taking on Josh Coderhant of Navy. Um, Who? <laughs> that's what I said initially. Um, Navy's Josh I'm, I'm, Coderhant. He's ranked ninth. Um, I, di- I didn't know who he was either. He, Intermat has him ranked 18th right now. Um, I'm going McNeil just because I didn't, I didn't know who. No Josh respect was. to Josh Coderhan. I don't know who that is either. No disrespect, I think I, you mean. Can I? I think no, you I just said, said no disrespect. Oh, I thought you said no uh, respect. Right. <laughs> no, no disrespect. <laughs> can I? Can I skip this one? Yeah. I, <laughs> you don't want. Yeah, you, th- you don't want to just stick with the hungry dogs run faster just to make things interesting. I, I, but like here, I kind of want to pick McNeil. Okay. Um, I don't blame you. I'm going to go with Lachlan McNeil because he's Enoch Francois trained. That's with, a with good the new, uh, with the UNC coaching staff. The new UNC regime. Yes. All right, 140. So, yeah, that's a. Go yeah. I don't know the other guy. yeah, that's fair. 149, oh. Shane Van Ness versus Kyle Parko. This one, I don't know if you're going to just next it. Um, you know, you got your <laughs> alma mater versus your current residence here. Mm-hmm. Number two, Shane Van Ness versus number three, Kyle Parko. What's your thoughts? Yeah, two, two of my favorite guys, too, so really play with my heart here. Um, uh, I'm I'm expecting a really good just quality wrestling match here. Um, I'm going to drag it out a little bit before I pick my winner, but I think both these guys are very good, and I think both are title threats. Um, man. I haven't seen Parker since last week. I kind of just want to see him. See, see, <laughs> he, see how he's feeling right now. Yeah, he wrestled three guys at the Journeyman Classic, got three mm-hmm. pins. Um, Shane Van Ness beat him at NCAA 7-2. I think mm-hmm. Shane gets it done again. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go with my guy then. Um, just uh, a, This is going to be such a split in hairs match for me, but I, I I could see get I could see Parko getting a late takedown at the end of a period with a tough with a tough ride out to to kind of put him in in a lead. Um, I could see that type of thing happening, but I don't know. But both these guys are both they're they're similar, but they're not. They're both great athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, or not give an inch and wrestle hard for seven minutes. Uh, I I am gonna go with Kyle Parko though. I'm gonna go with a little little more experience and he's just they're both Kyle Parker's hungry man he, he wants to win he's a dog so he he is a dog man I'm, a, I'm gonna go with that dog they, they're both dogs you can't 
you can't argue that with Shane either. But I'm going to go with the, the Arizona guy, go Cal Parco. All right. 157 was the original match was scratched. It was Levi Haynes and Ja'Cory Teamer. Both are a little banged up. Um, so they both kind of pulled out, per my understanding. Um, Jakari had that concussion or whatever it was uh, a couple weeks ago. Levi got yeah. a little banged up too. So sounds like both were out. Um, and they're replacing it with, if I believe, if I heard this correctly, the number, the D2 champ versus the D3 champ at the weight. Yeah, I have it up right now. It's a D2 champ, Nick Novak, against the D3 champ, Nolan Hurdle. <laughs> Flip a coin for me. Yeah. You pick and I'll take the other side. <laughs> I don't know. Both of these guys, I'm sure, are very tough. I just don't follow a lot of D2, D3 wrestling. Yeah. Full transparency D- here. Yeah, you know, we like what we like. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with Nick Novak from State from St. Cloud State. All right. And you right. got you got the you got Nolan Hurdle from Let's UW, go Nolan. From UW Lacrosse. Let's go Nolan. All right, 65. Yeah. You got Dean Hamity, ranked fourth, versus Isaac Olgenik from Oklahoma State. What are your thoughts on this match? Um, I think that Isaac kid's tough, but I, I think Dean Hamity is the real deal. Um, I'm going to go with Dean Hamity by, I don't know, I'm going to go with him by five to a major. Wow, pretty sound win. Yeah, I'm going to go Hamity yeah. as well. I think especially when you, you quickly come off that car loss, I'm sure, you know, obviously he's favored in this match, but kind of that hungry dogs run faster thing. I think when you come off a loss, you kind of know what you want to work on, especially when it's a close match, and I think he's going to use this as an opportunity to do that. So I'm going to go Hamity as well. Yeah. All right, 174. Oh, we got number one, Carter Starachi, three-time NCAA champion. I believe he has the most the longest NCAA winning streak right now versus Makai Lewis. I'm going Carter. Carter just... He, are are there rideouts and double overtime in, at the All-Star Classic? <laughs> That's a good question. That's a good question. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Carter also. I mean, there's... There's nothing here to, to have me choose otherwise. Yeah, no, I agree. 84 is an interesting one. Number one, Parker Kike. That was, that was quick. Keck. Yeah, I mean, I, Carter's beat him in the past. I, I think Carter's like two. How many times has Carter beat him? I think he's three now. Yeah, so it's like I, I three-time NCAA champ. He has a number of wins over him already. Um. Uh, we don't, we don't even think, go over it. I was just saying. Yeah. Well, I'm sure people are listening Quit. saying the same thing. I think he's 2-0 against him. Three-time returning champ, Carter, um, gets gets it done again. 84 is a little bit more interesting. You have Parker Kikes in northern Iowa versus Bernie Truax, formerly with Cal Poly, now at Penn State. I haven't watched Bernie a ton. I feel like the Pac-12 guys are always a little harder to watch throughout the year. Because the Pac-12 network just sucks, and like throwing on a random duel is impossible. Um, I'm sure you can relate yeah. being at Stanford and having to be in the thick of it over there. So I haven't yeah. watched a whole lot of both of these guys. We're in Arizona State. Yeah. What What's your thought on uh, on this match? 
Um, I I think it's I think it's a coin flip. I really do. Um, I think both these guys are good at not like they're they're both pretty dynamic and can scramble. Um, I don't know. I just I I think Parker Kekhaisen's due for a big win. He's just they like also... he's. Been... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, in NCAAs, they also literally flipped the coin. They each won a match. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it was, there was a 6-4 and a 6-5 win for each of them. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying here. And I think they're, these are two guys that are going to be at the top of the weight pretty much the whole year. Um, Keck Kaisen's been right there on the cusp of, you know, of Trent Hiley, Aaron Brooks. Just, like, can't really ever beat those top guys. I think he gets this one uh, next weekend and stays at the top of the rankings for a bit. That's that's my prediction. Yeah, I think it's going to be super close. I've, you know, obviously a Penn State fan. I have a bias, but I do think that guys that go in that Penn Sam. State room have a I, – I think they see a jump with that coaching. I think when you go into that room, it's hard not to – I don't care where you are. It's arguably the best coaching room in the country. I think you're going to get a little bit of that boost. I'm going to go Bernie because of that. I think mm-hmm. Bernie, with a little bit of a Penn State coaching boost, gets it done here. See, I see that kind of coming into, you know, fruition towards, like, end of the year. Yeah, that's, it could be. That's, that's how I'm going to see it. But he very well could come out and win this match either way. You know, yeah. it could be Penn State bump, no Penn State bump. Like, he, Bernie goes out and wins this match. Or, yeah. or he does something that he'll work in Casey Cunningham and puts him on his back. You know what right. I'm saying? So, yeah. Um, I'm still gonna. I'm, I'm sticking with Parker though. Okay. So I have. So I have one non Penn State pick, other, other than obviously 49. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So now we have number one Brooks versus number two Tanner Sloan. Um, this, this is another Carter yeah. McKay for me. This is just. I think Brooks is going to go out and dominate this year, and I don't think this is an exception. Sam. Yeah, I got. I got AB all day. Yep. I think, um, I think Aaron would be the best wrestler in college wrestling. I think he has been for the past couple of years. I agree. I wonder what the line would be if you could bet the Hodge going to a Penn State guy this year. It has to be a huge favorite, right? I mean, just between – you figure if Carter or Aaron win their fourth, there's no way they don't get it. Unless Keegan O'Toole like pins to everybody, that's even, like the only person I can even still. That's like could, the only. Yeah, but that's a tough way to Parker or, or Brooks or Carter would have to take a loss for them not to get it as a four timer. I agree. I I think like that's the only reason Yanni didn't get it is he had the early season loss to Gomez. Um, two eighty five. What's won that? The last year, Mason Paris. Yeah, I better for you. I wanted Yanni to win. All right. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Two eighty-five might be the match I'm most excited for. I think Greg Kirkfleet is down like 10, 15 pounds. He looks lean. You got Wide Hendrickson, who is a beast. Just won a U twenty-three world title. He's been, he's won the award for most dominant wrestler the last two years due to the number of pins he has. This is going to be a great match, which I think could later be the NCAA Finals match. I am very excited for this match. Um, my Penn State bias, I'll lean Kirk. No bias. I think it's an absolute coin toss. 
Yeah, I, I have to go, Greg. I mean, I uh, last time I spoke to him, it seems like he's doing great. Been training hard and everything, as, as he does. Um, uh, it's interesting to see him down a little bit of weight. Um, he already moves very, very fast. So, you yep. know, being faster, be a little scary. I'm going to go with Greg, too. Um, but Wyatt, Wyatt Hendrickson's a monster, man. I mean, that's going to be – that dude's a tough match every time. Um, but, yeah, you have the – I just have the weight in general. You have those two there. You have Colton. Um is Cassiope done? Yeah, I think he's out because of the gambling. So unfortunate, yeah, but that is unfortunate. The top five ranked right now for two eighty five is Kirk one, White Hendrickson two, Lucas Davison, formerly Northwestern at Michigan three, mm-hmm. Colton Schultz four, Zach Elam five. Yeah, um, I think I think those two are. I mean, it makes sense to wrestling at the All Star Classic. I think they're definitely the two lead guys right now. Um, but I'm, I'm going to go with my boy, Greg Kirkfleet. Same. Let's go, Greg. But also, White is an awesome dude. I just had him on a couple weeks ago. If you haven't listened to that, go listen to uh, White Hendrickson interview. It took a lot of editing because I think the Air Force Base has, like, a delay in their, like, internet or something. So there was, like, a six-second delay from, like, when I when I said something to him listening so we, that was had to, fun. we had to edit out all like those six second delays, <laughs> but so re- go really listen to that episode, please make it worthwhile. It was a great conversation. <laughs> Why it's a great kid. <laughs> what he's saying is he worked really hard on that episode, recording it and after. So better. Correct. Please. Yeah. <laughs> big, big wine after this. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you one bonus pick. Yes. Just one bonus pick. Okay. Because for those listening right now, it's six thirty on a Monday. We're an hour and a half away from the game. Chiefs minus two, Eagles plus two and a half. Oh, I'm riding with the birds tonight. You revenge. think they get it done in Kansas City? Oh yeah, I got a Super Bowl revenge game for the Eagles. Um, yeah, I mean I don't know. I'm not I'm not an Eagles fan or really anything like that. I'm, I kind of do like. The I'm torn. Five, I'm five, torn. Five. So selfishly, I just want to pick. I mean, that's. I mean, do you go straight over here, forty-five and a half? I don't know. If it the was... last two times, the last two times they played, they scored seventy-three and seventy-eight. I want to say. So over. So the over is the play. That seems to. Under's been. It's been an under year, but. Oh, gosh, you're telling me. <laughs> but <laughs> the prime time unders is just. I almost took the Bills under last year, or I almost took the Bills under last night, and I said, you know what? Jets suck, and thankfully I took the Bills minus eight because the Jets are absolutely terrible. Yeah. Did you see today they they benched him? Yeah. Third string. string. Yeah, not even backup. backup. (laughs) They said, hey, buddy, come take a seat down here. And they did him dirty. Eric, did you see that trip last night? When oh, he was, yeah. like, walking backwards in trips and they aired it. I heard Boomer Esaias yeah. and be like, well, they did them dirty. They didn't have to air that clip. I was laughing. They but... didn't. They just no, it's like pile salt. on. It's it's rub salt in the wounds. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I'm going Chiefs. I'm going Chiefs tonight. Um, just the home team. 
I think in a in a I think if the Eagles were home today, I'd take the Eagles. I'm I'm legitimately not rooting for either one of them because that's what the Bills have to play the next two weeks. Bills have Eagles oh. next week, bye, then Chiefs, then Cowboys. Oh gosh, they're gonna need that bye. Yeah, and then they then they have a I think they face the Commanders and then Miami to close the season out. Brutal schedule for the Bills. That is that's that's brutal, especially where they're like with their record is and everything right now. I think the Cowboys and the Bills have the two toughest remaining schedules. Cowboys th- schedules. Who do you think will finish with a better record, the Bills or Steelers? Bills. Steelers have no don't offense. Just the, don't just say the Bills on top of your head. The fact that Steelers cannot beat DTR yesterday, missed two field goals. Like, I like the Steelers. I root for them because of you. But, I mean, that game, you got to beat the Browns. And, by the way, I don't <laughs> yeah, that was I don't know. Terrible. I don't know how this is digressing into the NFL podcast, but this is our, our NFL segment. The fact that if what would somebody have had to to like say to convince you that hey, this Steelers team is going to be a one and a half point favorite over the Bengals come week twelve? That's crazy. I get Burrow's hurt, but still, even without Burrow, well, if, if you had told me that at the beginning of the year, I would have been pumped because I would have thought <laughs> Joe Burrow was hurt. I would have been like Steelers favorite over the Bengals in Week Twelve. Sounds good to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I thought the Steelers were definitely going to beat the Browns last week too with, with DTR. But you know, it's oh, you were excited. You texted me the minute DTR was announced. You're like, let's go Steelers. <laughs> That, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got that notification. I texted you right away. I, like, I think, just, I think it was like <laughs> I was on a call, and I think it was the Schefter tweet alert and your text like side by side. It happened so my, quick. Minus my, first, first, actually. Yeah, yours beat might have beat it. That's it. You know, I'm just ready to go, but uh, the Steelers weren't. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's that. That that's to say the least. So. All right. Well, that's all I got. You got any final uh, little tidbits here before we close this thing um, out? No, I, I have absolutely nothing. I'm just just happy to be back recording. It's great to have you back on here. We're going to have to get this more regular. Um, mm-hmm. It's always tough when you're competing because I know there's an aspect of like, you know, you're in the Arizona State room. You got the Penn State alum thing going. You're competing against some of these guys. So when people ask why you're not on more, sometimes it's not the easiest thing to do when you're an active coach, an active competitor. Like just 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 a few personal conflicts, but like who really yeah. about that? Yeah, not many, Cares just a couple. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's Bashmania. Like and subscribe. Listen on Apple, Spotify. Again, go back and listen to uh, Wyatt Hendrickson if you didn't. That episode took a little extra love to bring to you guys, but. <laughs> Always worth it. And Carter was on two, uh, an episode or two before that. That was a, that was a great conversation. So man, I love I love Carter. Carter's the man, and I feel like sometimes, like I brought this up on the podcast with him, but like he talks a lot of crap, and so there's some yeah. people that like don't know him. Like yeah. Carter's, like in a normal conversation, Carter's a very nice, respectful kid. If Carter, all, Carter's a sweet boy. Yeah. If all you go by is like the in season bully talk on twitter or instagram like you're just not getting the full picture of who carter is 
Like he's get, awesome. You don't, you don't get any. You don't get any of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah. So go like, back he, if he, if, he, if you want to get to know Carter. Right? Yeah. Go 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 back to episode two ten. He's the number one pound per pound guy in the country. We talked about the upcoming season, Olympic trials, all that. Um, all right. That's all I got. That's Bashmania. Subscribe. We'll be back soon. Yes, sir. Later. And the beat goes on.